Welcoming everybody to the Putcraft Podcast. My name is Reed Nelson. Good evening. I assure you this is going to be a very quick episode. This Thursday, March 31st, Grand Slam Burnsville, 5.45 p.m., the Pirate Spring Open. Very excited. I haven't been this excited for an event in a long, long, long time. I think it's probably coming off the Moose Mountain event, which, to be honest with you, I still have some nightmares over just because of how it how it all laid out and how everything went down that day. I had a blast. You you folks were wonderful, but it it wasn't it wasn't my favorite day. I'm really, really, really looking forward to Thursday. There are two Grand Slams. I'm not going to mention the other one because I don't want to confuse you in any way, shape, or form. We are going to be at Burnsville this Thursday. March 31st at 5.45 p.m. The Grand Slam in Burnsville closes at 8 p.m. So we will need to get started at 5.45 p.m. sharp. Um, My goodness. April 15th, Friday, the Lynx at Dred Scott will be our first outdoor event of the season. That is their opening night as well, so we are penciling in a backup night of Friday, April 22nd. We're going to make that decision on whether we're... So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it on the 15th of April. If the weather is bad, if there's snow, if there's rain, if there's wind, if or whatever, if it's just not doable, we're going to move it to the 22nd. Your, you will be refunded if you cannot do the 22nd. I'm not going to make you come to the 22nd. That is, that is completely up to you. You'll get a full refund if you could only make the 15th. Um, but I'm hoping that we're going to, that, that Minnesota is going to bless us with some nice weather that night. That'll be our first event outdoors this season, April 15th. The links at Dred Scott in Bloomington, one of my favorite courses in the Metro. You can register for that, uh, very soon, if not already at puttcraft.com. Com. Okay, I want to touch on a couple of things. We have about 20 folks signed up for Thursday. I'm expecting a few more to come through. And several of those folks are new. So some of these things I just want to touch on. Okay, I'm going to start with a, we'll call it a new rule, even though it's not new. There was some confusion about it before, and you know how I like things black and white. Let's make this very black and white. Beginning of Moose Mountain, somebody came up to me about 10 minutes in and said, hey, these cups are really shallow. What if the ball bounces out? And I said, it counts. And I immediately regretted that, like immediately. Here's the thing, folks. We are all playing on the same course. We are all playing with the same cups. The ball has to come to a rest at the bottom of the cup. Okay. If the ball goes in and bounces out, doesn't count. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and it's just too, it's too much in the air. It's too much. Well, did that hit the bottom or did it lip around the side? Um, ball's got to come to the rest of the bottom of the cup. I know I'm not going to be super popular for this, but just remember we are all playing with the same rules. Okay. I want to review a couple of things for the new folks, and I promise to be quick for those of you who aren't new. 18 Birdies app. Download it now if you can. It is a free app. You will use that to register your scores and to follow the leaderboard live on Thursday night. It's really, really, really helpful if you can download it in front of um, the event. Um, this is really important. So I'm going to say it a couple of different ways. If you are not manually keeping your own score on the 18 Birdies app, 
please confirm that somebody in your group is taking your score or that you're taking your score on paper. Okay. We've had a couple of situations now, and this is my fault for not clearly communicating this. That person taking score in your group might not be taking your score. It's possible they're not taking all four of you score. It's possible they're just taking their own score. So don't look at them and assume that they're taking your score. Okay. Again, this has happened a couple times now. So be sure if you're not keeping your own score to make sure that either somebody is taking it or you take it on paper. Okay. We don't want to get through 18 holes and be like, uh, where, where am I standing? Where, where am I score? Right. It's happened and, 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 and we've had to adjust. So, so just really, really, really keep that in mind. Okay. Out of bounds. And again, I apologize for the people who've heard this 15 times, but I promise to be out of here in under 10 minutes. So this is gonna be quick. If your tee shot goes out of bounds, okay, you have to bring it back to the tee box, take a stroke penalty. It's not like a water hazard where if the ball goes into the water, you can pull it out and place it where it went into the water and take a stroke penalty from there, okay? And I'm not going to go deep down into why I do it that way or why we do it that way, but that's the way we do it. There's not a lot of out-of-bounds possibilities at uh, Grand Slam Burnsville. I actually don't know if there's really any. I mean, of course, there's always some, but I mean, realistically, there really, really, really aren't. Okay. Hole 16, okay, has a really tight tee box, okay, where that black pad is, where you'll have to tee off from on every single hole, except for hole 16. You can tee it off from the black pad or be behind the black pad. I'm not saying directly behind the black pad, anywhere behind the black pad. Okay. That's hole 16 on the black mat, anywhere behind the black pad, because again, it's, it's like a bridge and it's really, really a tight squeeze. Um, it's meant for little kids. Um, hole nine, the skull hole, you need to play through the three skulls. Okay. There are some possibilities to go around, but it's not how the course designer intended it. You have to play through the three skulls. Hole 18, we're not playing hole 18. We're going around and playing hole one. Okay. So we'll play hole one at the beginning. We'll play hole one at the end. Um, I just had a thought that escaped me. I was thinking about hole nine. Oh yeah. This is, of course, not like Moose Mountain. While I'm not advising you to do this, um, I'm telling you that it. I believe it will be fine if you show up early and take to the course. They know we're coming. I've advised them that we're coming, and I do not expect it to be ultra busy that night. Okay, so to recap, download the 18 Birdies app now if you haven't. The OB rules, you have to go back to where you hit the shot from. Okay, not where it went out of bounds. Um, hole 16 on the mat or behind the mat. Hole 9, you have to play one of the three skulls. Hole 18 is hole 1. The ball has to stay in the cup. Okay. April 15th, we'll head outdoors to the links at Dred Scott. Also, a reminder that the Match Play Masters is scheduled for May 20th, 21st, and 22nd. The 20th will be the... Um, selection show, if you will. And we're not exactly sure how we're going to do that yet, but um, hope hoping to do something fun for that. And then we'll start match play on the 20th 
and 21st. Okay, I'm going to just take a quick glance at my notes, pretending that I'm professional uh, to make sure that everything is all set. And we are all set. I want to reiterate it one more time. Burnsville Grand Slam. I'm not even going to say the name of the other Grand Slam because I don't want you to go to that Grand Slam, that other one, because we're not going to be at that other one. This Thursday, March 31st, 5.45 p.m., the Burnsville Grand Slam. We have till 8 p.m., so we're going to get started right at 5.45 p.m. And you can still register online. We have about 20. I expect us to get to around 22, 23, 24. It's going to be a blast. I cannot wait to see you all. Have a good evening. Yep, I'm back for part two. Because why not? I'm going to do something I've never done before. Um, and I, I think it's fine. I guess. Uh, thank you for sticking around. If you, if you, if you checked out already, I guess you haven't heard this, so, uh, you won't even know. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read off the names of the folks who are attending and give, give, give a little quick preview that way. Why the heck not? I don't think I've ever done this before. Um, I'm not, there's nothing to hide. You're all going to see each other in a couple nights anyways. So, okay. And you know what? For now, this is subject to change. I'm going to reveal your pairings. For the first 18, and what hole you're starting on. Again, subject to change. Okay. Um, a quick look behind the curtain. I love it when somebody comes to their second event. Phenomenal. Right? It's one thing to give Puttcraft a try. It's another thing to come back and say, Yeah, I think I think I want to I think I want to be a part of this. Right? That 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 second event is so important and there are a bunch of second eventers here and i'm really 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 excited to see some of you including tim albrecht hole one group one uh his first event moose mountain open um boy it feels like uh feels like months ago but it, it was and it was not too long ago it was march 5th and you know why not why not just go uh, deep as the ocean here? I have access to all these stats, and I got some got some time. Got a little second wind of energy after after editing that uh, editing uh, you know, loosely uh, that that first part of the podcast. Uh, Tim Albrecht finished 14th place at 12 over par 104, 49 in the front nine, 55 on the back back nine. He had a lot of situations where he caught some bad breaks. He got some real bad breaks um, at at Moose Mountain, so I'm excited to uh, to, to 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 see him this coming Thursday. Okay, uh, second player in Group One, Hole One, Jeff Woodfill, I believe. This is Jeff Woodfield's second event. He was at one of the Gulf Zone Opens. Um, yeah, he was at uh, Gulf Zone Open 2.0. Uh, he finished right around 10th place at two under par. He had a 40 on the front nine, a four, a front nine, front 18, a 42 on the back 18. And actually, I have a second document that is a little bit um, better for looking at your first, second, third, fourth event. Yep, that was Jeff Woodfield's first event. Um, the third player off of hole one, group one, is somebody who will be playing in their third event, and that is Sean Anderson, who participated. If I get this wrong, I apologize. This is very, very, very off the cuff. Uh, both in the putt, uh, in the Golf Zone Open 2.0, as well as the Moose Mountain Open. Um, 
Let me pull it up here. Sean Anderson finished tied for eighth in the Moose Mountain Open. And he was, again, just outside the top 10 with Jeff Woodville at one under par for the first Golf Zone Open. And they, on hole one, group one, will be joined by someone who we haven't seen in a while, Robin Schwartzman, uh, who uh, I got a a good feeling about for this event. Uh, Excited to have Robin Schwartzman back. Um, She has participated in, ooh, let's see, nine events. Uh, has six top five finishes, uh, no tournament wins. Could this be her first tournament win? She's actually eighth in all of Puttcraft right now in BE percentage at 37.3%. And truthfully, three of the people in front of her have only participated in one event. So really, I don't even know if they should even be eligible. So really, it's more like fifth. Okay, hole three, group two. Kathleen Malone uh, coming in here trying to show everybody how to hit aces on first holes uh, as we remember from the Moose Mountain Open. This is either Kathleen's fourth event or her fifth event. Did you know did you know that the more data you add to your Google Sheets the slower it loads? Because if you didn't know that you do know it now. Okay there we go. Kathleen Malone this is your fifth event uh and fifth in a row might add fifth in a row um did you know that kathleen malone has nine hole in ones we do now okay uh second eventer coming in i uh, believe was at the uh golf zone open 1.0 uh jorge rimblas i hope i'm saying that last name correct jorge um and you can correct me if i'm not i always uh love to uh have you correct me and then get it wrong later anyways right dan wesley who actually believe it or not is the next person on the list i'm not kidding you <laughs> that was not intended but i'm so glad it did and i wish i would have played it off a lot cooler uh but actually before i go that back i want to go back to jorge um on this super slow loading google sheet uh golf zone open 1.0 wow that was in december holy cow um we had like 28 people jorge finished around 17th place at six over par he had 43 on the front nine front 18 47 on the back 18 including uh three aces uh hole one and hole two of that event jorge aced both of them and i don't know if he started at hole one but if he did he must have felt like he was off to a great start okay dan wesley um, the next person up on the list, this will be Dan Wesley's third event. Um, he has also participated in the last two events. He has a singular top five finish tying for second at the Moose Mountain Open. And the fourth person in group two, hole three, Matt Langer. Matt Langer, uh, coming to us from, uh, the, uh, the great division one powerhouse St. Thomas, um, under division one now, so I can say that this is Matt Langer's fourth event. Um, he has five total aces, no top five finishes. Could this be the first top five finish for Matt Langer? I should note, if you haven't seen yet, Sean Brown not participating in this event. Um, he is out. He's in another state right now. So, all right, hole eight, um, group three, we'll call him. Um, 
another person making a, uh, a return after a few month absence. Let me pull up their stats so I can be a lot more professional. This is their 10th event. Tom Loftus, uh, one win coming at Eagle Lake, uh, in that event where we lost sunlight right at the end. It was a thing of beauty. Everybody had their cell phones out. That was a lot of fun. Seven top five finishes for Tom Loftus, um, joining Tom in group three, hole eight, Joel Holm, Joel Holm will be, um, signed up for the last event. Wasn't able to make it. Uh, this will be Joel Holm's ninth event. Did you know Joel Holm has a 33.7 BE percentage and a, um, 78.8% BEP percentage, five top five finishes for Joel Holm. All right. A new person, Daniel Clawitter, Clawitter, Clawitter. I'm just seeing the nickname, the claw coming in right now. I like it. Uh, very excited to meet you, Daniel. Um, and there's actually a, and I'll just say this right now. I have it listed now as Daniel Clawitter 2.0. Daniel has a partner who's coming with, um, and they will be in a group coming up later here. So Daniel's in the group three, hole eight. I'm going to reveal all this at the beginning of the, of the, uh, the event on Thursday. Uh, so it's not like you need to memorize this right now. And by the way, this is subject to change, uh, making their return appearance, Marky Cavanaugh, hole eight, group three, uh, with Tom Loftus, Joel Holm, Daniel Clawitter, and, um, well, yourself, Marky. Marky played in the Moose Mountain Open, a 25 over, 59 in the front, 18, 58 on the back, 18, including one, two, three, four birdies. Um, uh, yeah, so, okay. Hole 11, group four, Brady Storhoff. Brady participating in probably his 10th or 11th event. Let's find out right now. This will be actually his 12th event. My apologies, Brady. 26 hole-in-ones for Brady. Six top five finishes and one win that took place at the Dred Scott Open almost a year ago now. Uh, joining Brady in group four from hole 11, Jason Thalacker, uh, who is a new face. And Joel Brown, who is also a new face, uh, they will be joining uh, Brady along with the Moose Mountain Open winner, Matt Wyman. That is hole 11. This will be Matt's fourth event. Dead air. Fourth event for Matt Wyman. If you knew how often I watched that episode of television you would feel bad for my wife. Um, I know many of you already do feel bad for my wife, but uh, if you get that reference and I mean, I watched a lot, a lot. She told me that I watched the same five episodes over and over again, which is just simply not true. Simply not true. All right. Hole 14 group five, the final group. If I missed you, I apologize. Maybe you can't registration came through. Maybe I just missed you. And I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, we'll get all this, uh, locked in. These are not official. These are unofficial whole 14 group five, Josh Banesh, um, playing in his fifth event as well, including the last four. Josh has seven aces, one top five finish and a 25% BE percentage. Joining Josh Banesh is, I believe I have Matt Rolstead as third in the player rankings right now. Um, this will be Matt Rolstead's fifth event as well. 
um, coming in with a 36.1% B percentage, 11 aces, and three top five finishes. In fact, Matt Rolstead's first three events, he finished in the top five, not sold for the last event at Moose Mountain. Joining Josh and Matt will be Daniel Clawitter's partner. I'm putting them now listed as Daniel Clawitter 2.0. And lastly, he was at the uh, 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 inaugural Puttcraft um, event. He did not win. So it's not Anthony Dunkel. I know that's what you were thinking. It is none other than Ritter Lincoln playing in his eighth event. Ritter has one top five finish. He's got eight aces. He's at 27% BE percentage. And that is your group right now of 20. I apologize for the fake out. Um, but you know what? It's fine. It's not like there was like 30 advertisements between the two that you needed to listen to. So it's free. This podcast is free. We will see you either in the next two minutes or Thursday night. Goodbye.